In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Expectations matter. What do you expect from an SUV? Versatility? A range of sizes built to fit your life? A range of exteriors that all invite stairs? Or being able to take control of more than just the wheel? Expectations matter, but exceeding them matters more. How we get there matters. The Audi family of SUVs. Progress you can feel. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast, part of the CSG Network. I'm, of course, your host, Jeff Morton. Um, it's been a while since I've done a Mortcast. I've been doing, concentrating mostly on interviews and stuff, so um, that's probably why the mic sounds better on this one. I, I have been having a bitch of a time linking my Zoom uh, audio to uh, GarageBand because if I originate on my on my Mac, if I originate the audio, um, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't link it for, it doesn't recognize the, the, the driver unit I'm using. So, uh, I have to use a, 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 an old computer I was using back in the day in order to record my zoom interviews. So I apologize. Anyway, thank you all for joining me. Um, been a while and I've got some thoughts to get off my chest. Uh, first and foremost is, um, this, I did not cover. I did. The Nuggets made a trade. Uh, they sent Jermichael Green to the Oklahoma City Thunder and a excuse me, Jermichael Green and a protected 2027 first round pick to the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder for uh, a a late first round pick and two second round picks, roughly. That'll be later, late, late, late second round picks um and uh, the 30th pick in this year's draft and um the nuggets already had the 21st um i think people when they when they see this sort of thing they they it's hard for people to get out of 20 2016 mindset um in 2016 the nuggets had three first round picks which they used on Jamal Murray, Wancho Hernan Gomez, and Malik Beasley. Um, you know, people see first-round picks, they go, oh, my God. Um, and the, the, the point I've always made about first-round picks is that they're only worth what's, uh, what the team that has them places on them. 
that is that is their only worth. A lot of times you think, well, no, these the team really wants a first round pick. Well, a lot of times, nine ten times out of ten, you're a tanking. I mean, unbelievably tanking team like what. Oklahoma City is doing, um, or you're a team that has sold off a bunch of your first-round picks already in, in trades and wants to reacquire some. That's 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 how these things are. So if, if you value your own pick, you're not going to give it up. And the Nuggets didn't give up the 21st. The common line of thinking is that with everyone that I have spoken to about this trade is that this, this got the Nuggets off of Jermichael Green's 8 million, 8 something million salary and um, also gives them another quote-unquote asset to use in a trade to get something better. Um, where I see people going wrong is the implication that the Nuggets will are got this with the intent to use. Now, I made this point on Twitter this morning, but I need to really nail this home. If the Nuggets use two first-round picks this year, there's two things that are, should set off alarm bells for Nuggets fans. Either a they couldn't be well, they couldn't swing a deal to get whatever they feel they need to shore up the team, or b if this was a, this was a money-saving move. Right now, it's not our money. Um, you know, in in the great realm of fantasy, as far as sports teams goes, you have the great pleasure of lecturing people about what to do with their money. You know, as the discourse with the Michael Porter Jr. contract has descended into insanity, um, that is part and parcel to a lot of this is that people like look at it. You know, it, it is what it is. It's only in sports does this happen. And it, I'm making not a moral judgment of uh, yay or nay on that. I, I, it, it's neither here nor there. But this is the only only realm of life where this happens, where we we spend a lot of time um, saying that you spent your money wrong, right? And you know, the NBA is the only sport where. This isn't this isn't like baseball. There's a luxury tax in baseball, but there's no cap. In the NBA, there's a soft cap, which is the tax line, and then there's a hard cap, which is well above the tax line. Um, and that's only a that's a nebulous and largely fictitious hard cap. That only means you can't use exceptions, right? And where the the Nuggets find themselves is that a point that every championship team since the lockout of 2011 has been, uh, is that you have to decide to pay the luxury tax. And not only do you have to decide to pay the luxury tax, you have to decide that a certain amount of, of tax is worth it to get a championship because every team seems to have to spend well into the tax in order to acquire and get a championship and there is a i mean look at the golden state warriors they've 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 their tax bill this year is huge and where where we are is this denver nuggets team needs to demonstrate to us that they don't that their willingness to pay the tax isn't graded it's not it's not judged on gradients because they haven't paid it since 2010 and when they paid it in 2010, it was just a couple million. 
right? They were barely over the tax. I mean, they, they Josh Cronkey likes talking about how they, they have paid the ta- tax before. The, the only time the Nuggets have gone well into the tax were the Iverson years. And we all know what happened there. And Stan was so upset with how the team was playing, he ordered uh, Mark Workentine to uh, get under the tax with whatever means necessary, and that resulted in the Malt Marcus Canby trade, where they only got a trade a ten million dollar trade exception back that they obviously never used. The Nuggets did get a trade exception back in this trade, by the way, and then it opened up their use of the I think it's the biannual exception um, as a tax paying team, and. There are gradients to tax, and there's intent. So there's a couple ways you can interpret if the Nuggets, and this is a worst-case scenario, if the Nuggets end up using it. Either A, Calvin Booth wasn't able to swing a deal for whatever they need, think they need, that they need. At this point, your guess is as good as mine. I have my own theories based on um, a certain um, element within the Denver Nuggets organization pushing heavily for uh, defensive players. I think we all know who that is. But outside of that, there's no real indication of what the Nuggets want. There's, there's, there's been reports out there that they want a point guard, um, and so that has made Monte Morris available. But, you know, at this point, it's all speculation. Uh, we do not know. I have, I am, a, I am far enough out of the loop within the know here to not, um, not be able to give you a firm idea of what the Nuggets would uh, be requiring in this scenario. Um, but there is that. And then the other side of it is that they just didn't want to. And if there's a subsequent trade where the Nuggets acquire more draft picks, like, say, from Will Barton or Monte Morris, there's that other subset of scenario where these are moves just to get reduce the tax bill and not to make the team, quote-unquote, better this year, um, this next year, um, which would be another bad sign. And those are the two worst-case things. So to me, if the Nuggets end up using two first-round picks on young players who, I, you know, let's face it, are likely going to be end-of-benchers, then I would be dubious to these, this team's activities um, unless they had a big trade in the, in the offing. Um, Win-now teams don't generally get younger. Um, there are rare exceptions um, San Antonio Spurs did that in 2011 when Kawhi Leonard was drafted. Um, but Kawhi was drafted into a, uh, a team that had not won a title since 2007 by that point and uh, was really getting old. And it took them three years before they, they, they climbed that hill again. But it was it was with an eye towards that. This Nuggets team is in a win-now thing, and they're still relatively young. In my view, and in a lot of people's view, there's just no way that they should be using two draft picks, first-round draft picks, on players who will require a roster spot. Um, that just doesn't... You, you're, you're using two rookies on two valuable roster spots, in a in a year where team where you have told people that this is this is the time is now right, it just doesn't make sense. 
But that's my own view. I mean, other people have said uh, repeatedly that that this is okay because you can find contributing players at the end of the first round, the high floor, low ceiling types of dudes. Um, that's all well and good, but the urgency, as communicated to us by Josh Kroenke and uh, his coach Michael Malone, is that this is a this is a win now year. We got to do it well. Getting two rookies, uh, uh, first-round rookies, does not uh, portend a win-now move, right? So keep that in the back of your mind as far as this goes. This trade was, in my view, meant to facilitate another trade. They never say that in the league. They always say, you know, you're always thinking 3D chess doesn't happen. Um, I have been around uh, four, and I have been casually knowing uh, four different administrations um, in my time covering the Denver Nuggets. Uh, And um, there is a tendency for people to overcomplicate deals, but there is a tendency for people to not know that they are thinking several moves ahead. And it is not as complicated as it seems, but it's also not as basic as it seems. And there is a middle ground there that I think people need to focus on, which is this Nuggets team at its basest core does not need to get younger because they are relatively young already. They need to get better. They need to get role players that fit within whatever Michael Malone has in his head, right? If they do that and they're able to gel then you can see this team maybe hitting that hitting that stride. And on the other t- other side of the of the break, after I read about uh, Blanchard Family Wines, I'm going to talk to you about Mr. Josh Kroenke and people's interpretations of do it everything at all cost, and we do what it takes to win. It doesn't apply to every single sport, and that includes your Denver Nuggets. And we'll be talking about that right after the break. I'd like to talk to you about Blanchard Family Wines, located between 18th and 19th in Blake and Wazee, in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado. Just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. They are always online at bfwdenver.com. You can pick up that 2017 Cabernet. You can get some of that Blake Street blend. Um, they've got a bunch of wines from Western Slope, Colorado. They've got some wines. They've got basically everything you need in your favorite uh, downtown wine bar. Uh, the location is great, so if you're heading to a Rockies game to for whatever reason you would head to a Rockies game right now um, they would have a stop by there uh, on your way out have yourself a glass of wine and just enjoy enjoy some relaxation in the one of the most beautiful parts of downtown Denver in the dairy block you can also go to uh, uh, get their bottles of wine from bfwdenver.com uh, they do that for delivery shipment or uh, curbside pickup once again, they're located between 18th and 19th in Blake and Wazee, beautiful over downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. They are always online at bfwdenver.com. When you go in or you talk to them, tell them Jeff Morton from CSG Podcast sent you there. Well, I've, I have got a... There is some narratives that have, have come out 
in the wake of Josh Kroenke's presser, which um, I'm not going to get into too much detail about because I have my own thoughts about what Josh said, and I will be sprinkling that in through the rest of the offseason because, quite frankly, there's a lot there. And there's a lot there that I disagree with. Uh, I have known Josh, uh, well, personally, since 2010. So there is a there is an evolving thing here with the Denver Nuggets. There's an evolving scenario that we have to look at. But there has been in the narrative the situation that the Cronkies do whatever it takes to win. Um, and what people forget is that uh, the NBA is a unique in its financial setup. As I pointed out at the beginning of the podcast, uh, the NBA is unique in a sense that it's 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 what you call a soft cap. But what the soft cap does is encourages you, you to spend over the cap, right? So the way they negotiated the deal in 2011 was to incentivize spending up to a certain point. So there's a cap floor, but there is also a soft cap. So what it does is like encourages you to invest in your team to get to a championship, pay your players to get to a championship. If you feel you're there, you're there. Um, there has been a lot of comparisons to the, the Rams winning the Super Bowl. Um, you cannot compare the NBA and the NFL financial structures. Uh, first of all, non-guaranteed contracts would not work in the NBA. Uh, there's too few players. Um, it would be total chaos. Um, you need stability in a league where five <clears throat> there's five players on the floor at any one time, and it is not like and they're not two-way players. So or they are two-way players. And then the NFL, you're paying fifty something. And one one guy plays defense, the other plays offense, and then did the, you don't have? I mean, it's twenty two on the field at any one time between the offense and the defense. So you got eleven, and then one team and eleven on the other, and then the other unit is eleven and eleven. So that really is a um, is a is a difference. There's more players, kind of like in baseball. There's more players. Uh, non-guaranteed contracts just simply on its face would not work in the NBA. Um, the NHL is also hard capped. And um, when we say a team's doing what it takes to win, the the avalanche are, you know, in, when you're in a system where you are hard capped, it is everyone has the same ceiling, so to speak, Right. So everyone has this, has a, um, you can't, obviously you can't exceed it and it doesn't encourage you to spend more money. Um, everyone has the same thing and it has taken the Colorado avalanche 20, no, not they, they had their big lockout in 2004 and, uh, I believe it took the, it's taken the avalanche 18 years to get back to where they were. Um, 21 years ago with the, when the avalanche were winning cups and, uh, ascent was ascent to who was their owners at the time, just letting them spend exactly whatever they want. Um, and it has taken them that long to get to this point, to adjust to a capped world. Um, the point I'm making here is 
what the Cronkies did with the uh, the Rams was that they just traded a whole bunch of draft picks. I mean, that's right. In the NFL, you you do trades. It's, people rarely do trades in the NFL because of non-guaranteed contracts. They want to force every player into free agency to set a market. Um, the difference is the Rams, understanding that they were capped out, um, decided to trade picks. All right, that's fine. But picks are not money. Same thing with the Avalanche. Joe Sackick has done well working with within the strictures of what what he's got. The and the NHL doesn't make nearly as much money as the NBA or the NFL, so it is it is very rigid in what it does right now, and therefore it, it you operate within the same construct as, as everyone else. So in, in in a lot of ways, it's a lot easier uh, because you always know the oh know exactly what you have to do. In, in the NBA, it encourages you to spend more money than you're comfortable with. And that is where, that is where the Stan Kroenke specifically is in prove-it territory. Because Stan has never proven that he was willing to go above and beyond in what it takes. As I've pointed out before, the reason the Nuggets got into the tax in 2007 and 2008 was because the Allen Iverson contract was done in a moment of desperation because Carmelo Anthony was suspended for 15 games. Um, Otherwise, uh, I am 95% sure Allen Iverson would not have come to Denver if Carmelo Anthony had not been suspended. That put the Nuggets, kept the Nuggets relatively competitive while Carmelo Anthony was out. Then they had him and had... Allen Iverson invested for another year. If people remember correctly, the Nuggets didn't exactly invest in the squad in 2007. They still had the existing strictures, the structure, excuse me, that they that they had from the previous year. So those two years that it was the addition of Allen Iverson, they go into the tax, and Stan was like, "You're not winning enough for me to justify paying the tax." Ordered them out of it. The Nuggets in 2010, by the end of the year. They had, I think they were like $2 million above the tax, or $1 or $2 million. It was barely above the tax. And this is one of the last years before the lockout. Since the lockout in 2011, the, the Nuggets have not even sniffed the uh, tax line until recently. Um, I'm not calling Stan Kroenke cheap. I am saying that Stan Kroenke has yet to prove that he's willing to pay to do what it takes to get the Nuggets over the hump. And this season, and I'm saying Stan Kroenke, uh, because Josh Kroenke said it himself, he, he is, he, his dad is the owner, Stan's the owner. So this is back fully, fully in Stan Kroenke territory. Stan Kroenke has not proven he, he will do what it takes to make sure that the Nuggets are a championship contender. And... This is because the NBA operates completely differently from the NFL and the NHL. I know for a fact Stan Kroenke would love, and much like several owners in the NBA, would love a hard cap system in the, NF- in the NBA. Um, I think it'll be a cold day in hell before the players let that happen, uh, but that is, that is probably what he would want. But the Nuggets are in a, right now, when the system they are under, 
They need to be able to spend what it takes. And I'm not saying that they need to go $40 million into the tax in order to uh, prove that they need to do it. But they need to get uncomfortable. And Stan Kroenke has yet to prove that he is willing to be uncomfortable. And there is the, the rub. And this is why this offseason is so essential. Stan Kroenke, Enos Stanley Kroenke, needs to prove to the Denver Nuggets and Denver Nuggets fans that he's willing to be uncomfortable. He's willing to maybe spend more than he wants to. The first move is just a first move. We don't know what it's going to lead to. If it just ends up as a money-saving thing, that is going to be a bad sign, right? But if that is a move to get the Nuggets into a better position with a better player then maybe we can all look at at, uh, Stan and say, okay, you're willing to do what it takes. The NBA is a different game than the NFL and NHL. You have to, in order to win in the NBA, you uh, look at the Milwaukee Bucks of last year. They were willing to get uh, uncomfortable as fuck in order to win a title that year for Giannis Antetokounmpo. How uncomfortable is Stan Kroenke willing to get? If he is unwilling to get too uncomfortable, we may have a situation where maybe the Nuggets are just a very good team. They have a chance to prove it this year. And with Stan firmly back in control of the Nuggets, it is on him to prove this. Will Stanley Kroenke be able to maybe make a deal that he is not not totally comfortable with in order to get that title. This isn't draft picks. This is completely about money. And if he is willing to go there, considering that he hasn't had a, the nuggets on Comcast for three years, we'll see. I'm skeptical. But if they do... You will hear it here on this podcast. I will praise the Denver Nuggets. I will praise them for what they've done. But this is a prove-it year. And this is a prove-it year for Stan Kroenke when it comes to the Denver Nuggets. And we'll see if he's able to go there. All right. Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast, uh, part of the CSJ Network. I'll be back soon with another episode. Goodbye. Expectations matter. What do you expect from an SUV? Versatility? A range of sizes built to fit your life? A range of exteriors that all invite stairs? Or being able to take control of more than just the wheel? Expectations matter, but exceeding them matters more. How we get there matters. The Audi family of SUVs. Progress you can feel. Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis. Felt like I was trapped between a rock and a hard place. Then I started Cosentix. Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe black psoriasis, 300 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix.
At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 BrandSpark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.